It has been an insane year. Um, One year ago, I wanted to share the inspiring stories of people I knew who lived a life according to their personal rules and standards. Through their stories, I could believe that everything was possible and that people will find a way to accomplish what their heart desires. A year ago, I set out on this journey to do this in the best way I knew how and in a way that respected my guest stories and allowed them to author their own tales to every single person who listened. And from that, At The Mad Chatter podcast was born to you here today. And to celebrate the end of season one, I took some of my favorite key learnings and put them together for you. I hope from it there is some golden nugget or key learning that inspires you the same way it inspired me and everyone in this past year who has listened to any minute or moment of these episodes thank you thank you for taking this journey with all of us and I look forward to what season two brings us thank you again from the bottom of my heart One of my favorite lessons from my friend Ian, who left his stable accounting job to go travel the world and come back, was to find a career that you're passionate about, that you could really get excited about and sink your teeth into. You've seen the world. What's next? What's What's the future? Trying to find a career path where something I'm passionate about. I feel like for me, I realized money's not the biggest motivator for me. And that was on your travels? Yeah, I realized on my travels, money shouldn't be the biggest motivator in terms of career. It should be, you should find something you like to do. My guest, Cheryl, who I gladly interviewed on a beach one late night in the summer of last year, had the most amazing advice as she was about to embark on a journey worldwide before she went home to New Zealand and what she the message that she wanted people to take was to remember the people that day in and day out it's really about the impact that you can have on other people if you were only allowed to give one piece of advice for the rest of your life what would it be (laughs) oh man this is tough one piece of advice I'm, I'm going to uh, grab a, a, a famous proverb. Well, it's, it's famous in New Zealand. It's a New Zealand proverb, uh, a Māori proverb. Uh, and it says, what is the most important thing in this world? And the response is, he tangata, he tangata, he tangata. It is the people, it is the people, it is the people. And that is my piece of advice is, how can you go out into the world each day and do right by the people that you interact with? How can you be kind? How can you uh, help others while looking after yourself? Because at the end of the day, that's really the stuff that kind of matters when it comes down to it. And my advice would be being aware of other people and at times where you're not sure what to do, do right by the people that you're working with. Be kind to them, be understanding, look after each other. 
What's interesting about Lindsay's advice is she talks about how really it's not easy. And I think that's what passion is. And she touches on it a bit in her conversation here, but really the whole episode with her was about how much passion you have because the whole journey in itself and where it could take you, it is a lot of work. And the only thing that gets you through it some days is your passion. That's what I've carried through now. It's like, if I have a big idea that seems nuts, then I'm like, no, figure it out, figure out how to make it work, you know? And, and I've met enough people too since then that have also had that kind of way of thinking that is like, your life is not going to make itself. So figure out what you want and be smart about doing it. That was, the, that was the other thing too. It's like, I've never worked on something as hard as Dana and I worked on Feast. Like we worked, we like almost killed ourselves, you know, like before the trip, during the trip, it was so intense. We were working all the time. And then the, the hours that we put into the book, like it was nuts. Like I, I can't even believe that we survived it to be honest, looking back. It was like seven days a week of work for so many years. So yeah, it wasn't easy, but it's also like all that work paid off. So if you're willing to work that hard for something, even if um, even if it isn't a wild success in the end, like the amount that you learn through that process alone makes it worth it. So I guess I'm a lot less afraid of failure than I was for. What I love about Jeffrey's advice, um, especially being someone who's so into finance and foundational building is he talks about how him and his partner had these big dreams and goals. And for him, the way of getting there was to build a stable foundation. And I love his advice because it's just, it's about building the bedrock of what it's going to take to get to your goals. So what's your backstory? How did you come into discovering finance? Um, It's interesting because I don't, remember me being so analytical when it comes to finance and like investments and all that other stuff but um i i think it it became very important to me once i got a partner um once i got a partner i decided okay like how are we going to plan out our life how are we going to accomplish our goals and i found finance to be a very big part of that foundation of reaching our goals so so are you saying you met someone Fell in love. Fell in love, yeah. And was like, I want to start building a future, and what does that look like? And I'm going to be responsible for someone else's daughter, so I, I can't be a bum. Yeah, <laughs> wow. So I want to make sure like, I'm structurally sound from a financial perspective. In my culture, a man is supposed to be, be able to provide, and like, especially financially. Um, and that was I, important I, to you? That was very, very important to me. I've just grown up with my dad working a lot. I found that, like, you know, he's always made sure that we were well taken care of. So I just wanted to carry that foundation going forward. What's interesting about Stacy's advice is it's so clear and so simple. And yet it's the one thing that I think uh, I know myself that I sometimes forget. And that is keep looking forward. You can't dwell. There's nothing you can change about the past. All you can do is pick up from what you've learned and move it forward into the future with you. Here's what she had to say. You can't look at the past and be like, I shoulda, woulda, coulda, like today's the day and just seize the day and I think you just have to go for it. So that is probably my 
my advice. I wish I did it before, but here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice, though. That's good advice. I think everyone dwindles and thinks about what could have been, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, like I, one of my friends even said she was talking about her professional career and she's like, yeah, I wish I did this like a year ago. And I'm like, don't worry. Like think of how many other things you did the past year and think about how many other things you learned the past year. Like everybody makes decisions and like opportunities come. Sometimes opportunities come because you didn't do that thing a year ago and now you're doing it. So like everybody's journey is different. Amna's advice was really about knowing what you want and having a value system. And I really love that because I feel like we spend a lot of time trying to ask for what we want and what we think we deserve versus saying, well, what is it that I represent and what value system am I putting forward? That was really critical in understanding what we attract. Here's what Amna says. So final takeaways, again, if we were to like narrow this down to one thing that someone could start doing right now to help them out, would you say it's find out the value system? Would you say it's come up with the list? What, what's my step-by-step? -step? I think the step-by-step -step is talking to yourself and figuring out, yes, your values and building your requirements list. Yeah. Not too detailed, just figuring out what are you truly looking for. Um, make it three to five points and then start diluting. And once you have your requirements list, you can now move on to the next steps, which is what questions will I ask the person? Yeah. And how will I build my own profile? Because if we're expecting to see a profile, we should probably make sure our own profile is just as great. Mark lives this extraordinary life as a travel writer. And what I find so fascinating about his advice is I really do feel like he himself lives it. And it's really as simple as if you can realistically do it right now don't wait find a way and do it live your dream in the now whatever small piece you can do right now what is the one piece of advice you'd give knowing what you know knowing what i know i'd give my mother's advice which uh she passed away last year but before she died she she um she looked me in the eye and she said Whatever you do, do it now. Do not wait. Do not put things off. Do not park things for another time. Do it now, if you can, obviously, if you're capable of it. Do it now and seize the day. And that's what I try to live my life by. The podcast that really hit home the most, obviously, with, was with my sister, Cindy, who is a cancer survivor who was diagnosed a couple of years ago with early stage breast cancer. And what I love about her advice is it's just about living in a way that when the time comes to move forward and from this life, that it won't matter because you'll have lived this one thoroughly. Here's what she says. What is the most important thing you've learned about yourself through this experience? I, I would assume through any experience like um so I say the day of reckoning wasn't the day that I got cancer it was the day that I suddenly realized that um that there was a percentage of chance that I would that I had been spending most of my life doing what I call a deferred life it's the maybe or someday or sometime it's this idea that there is uh, at a time you're going to do a thing 
And things that had never occurred to me was, you know, it's a, you know, the, the fear of doing a thing, a lot of it has a lot to do with the confidence, the fear of failure, the, the realization it's a really convenient excuse to blame a lot of pauses on life. There'll always be a reason not to do a thing. So, you know, when I suddenly realized, holy cow, you know, the chance of me uh, dying was, you know, or not even dying, not that I thought I was going to get cancer and die right away, because I've seen 50-50 of success rates, right? Like, it, there's uh, so many things that contribute to an outcome. Uh, so the reality was not whether I was going to die or not. The reality is when I do die, would the thought be all the things that I wish I had done? As season one now comes to a close, I just wanted to say thank you to every single listener in this community. It is so rewarding and so wonderful to listen in and share these stories with you. I love, love, love doing this. And if you have any feedback or at any time would just like to get in touch, please email me at msmadchatter, msmadchatter at gmail.com or message me on any of the podcast apps. I do get them. So thank you. Thank you for an amazing season one. And I hope to bring you more tears and joy and laughter in season two. With love, Cass.